non-believers all my neighbors thinking i won't leave her awful eager to fall for all deceivers they don't care what the creator prefers they don't believe in walking up to peter they don't believe in god jesus either go from breeders and the instant reapers listen to the tweeters the twisted leaders misdemeanors then you go for felonies longer i've been the more it looks like hell to me nobody helping me they live so selfishly they don't look well to me you speak but seldomly telling me you're lost in time is low tell me what's the cost to follow y'all should know y'all so worry about it how it makes you feel just because hello and welcome to be vigilant i'm your host matt dean today with me is my wife and co-host becky Today's episode is brought to you by us here at Be Vigilant. Once again, we thank you guys for tuning in on American Christian Network, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Becky, how's it going today? Rude. Rude? <laughs> I don't know if you can go rude. <laughs> no, we appreciate everybody tuning in. We appreciate everybody that finds us on social media. We got to thank you guys again. We got to thank everybody that has already helped us out along the way financially. If you like what you hear on ACN, you like to help keep us on the air, you can reach out if kind enough and God puts it on your heart to help donate to our show here and give us a call at 509-818-7818. We would be so grateful for that. Becky, you want to tell them how they can get a hold of us on social media if they want to know more about us or whatever they like. Yeah, you can find us on Facebook at Be Vigilant, on Twitter and Telegram at Be Vigilant 11. You can find us on Instagram at Be Vigilant Podcast, Are You Recovery, or Matt D, Are You Recovery? Mm -hmm. Matt D underscore Are You Recovery on Instagram. Um, and then also on Gab, just my name, Becky Dean, or I'll never remember yours. It's Be Vigilant with Matt on Still Gab. I'll never remember it. Like I said, if you're not on Gab, check it out. Christian-owned social media. So if you heard last week, we had Natalie Paulson running for state rep in the third. She does have a fundraiser coming up October 4th, Barrister Winery at 5 p.m. So you can Google that wherever Barrister Winery is. I believe that's downtown, right? I have no idea. Yep. <laughs> Barrister Winery, 5 p.m., fundraiser for Natalie. Uh, go out and meet her. Grill her on some questions on what you think a state rep should be able to answer. Get a feel for it, because I always say, as voters and as the electorate, we need to be educated. If you just, I don't know, a story's coming to mind. I met a young man the other day, and he told me that his vote's already cast because his dad tells him who to vote for, and that he can't change his vote. Even when somebody asks him the question, what if you find out that the person that you're voting for isn't who you thought, and that, you know, there's bad things about him? Nope. Got to stick with it. And so I challenged this young man, you can't change your vote? And he eventually said, no, I won't. We need to stand up and we need to be counted. We need to stop just voting along party lines because I bet you there's a lot of Democrats that don't agree with how their people are going forward. And I can tell you, Republicans, there's a lot of you out there that just continue to vote R, even though you don't see what these people are doing behind closed doors. The votes that they cast the money they take, any of these things. As Christians, we need to stand up and say enough is enough. We've been told that Christians are the largest voting base in America. They're also the largest voting base that doesn't vote. So you can't sit and cry in your Fox News if you're worried about how elections go and you're worried or about... Or Newsmax. Or Newsmax. If you can't figure out 
that you need to be counted. If you believe that there's torrid things happening with your elections, you need to get out there and vote because the more people that vote, the if you believe that there's a digital way, that there's an algorithm, that they're changing votes, if they don't know a percentage that's coming out, if they think it's going to be 40 or 50 and all of a sudden it's 80, they can't cheat. If they don't know how many extra ballots to stuff, if you've ever seen the, the movie 2000 Mules, then they don't know how many more they need. We need to stand up and we need to fight for what we've got. That's my two cents. And that's all to lead into. Go check out Natalie Polson, October 4th, 5 p.m. at Barrister Winery. So what did we want to talk about today, Becky? Because I'm already lost in my rant. Yes. Uh, we were planning on talking about the Book of Esther some mm -hmm. more. We did a show on the first chapter of it two weeks ago or so. I don't know. All the days merge together when you get to a certain age, right? Mm -hmm. So just to recap that. <coughs> Please. The Queen Vashti, who was the queen to King Hasuerus, um Nice. You said it better than I could. Yeah, that's because I've read it and listened to it. Ah. <laughs> be read to me. Mm -hmm. um, he asked her to come and be presented in front of all of his friends because he thought she was something else to look at, and she said no. Hmm. And that's not kosher. Yeah. Wait, can you use that? That's they not they okay. weren't Jewish. They no, weren't Jewish. I know. But, so. Uh, and... Because of her attitude, she lost her queenship. If that's a word. It is. Oh, okay. So now we're going to talk about her replacement, which is where Esther comes in. Mm -hmm. So when I was, the first time I read Esther, I thought, wow, this is the very first episode of The Bachelorette. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe that's where they got the show. Maybe the Hollywood scum that created The Bachelorette thought... They read the book of Esther. Yeah, because if you read it, what the king does, right? What, how, right. He, how he says, gather up all the virgins of the town, set them out in front of me, and I'm going to pick the one I like the most. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened to be Esther. Now, cool little backstory on Esther. She was adopted by Mordecai. So if I got to interject, the other day I was telling Becky, <clears throat> if we're ever, if God has to ever give us a newborn and I get to name it, I would name it Obadiah. It's a biblical name, right? I wish you guys could see her face. The middle name might be Mordecai. That's fine. I'd rather have Mordecai than Obadiah. Really? Why? Just don't like the name. Oh, all right. Mordecai is a really cool name. I just got to put that out there. And he was a really cool dude, if you read in the Bible what he did and what he stood for. Yeah, so, well, first he was really cool because he took Esther under his wing mm -hmm. and raised her as his own. And he he also overheard some some of the king's men plotting his death. And the king's death. The king's death. Mm -hmm. And so Mordecai brought it to the king, and so the king had favor on him. Well, there was a guy there. That his Haman. name was Haman. Hey, man. He did not like that, and he hated Mordecai. He also hated all the Jews. Yes. <clears throat> so um, Mordecai, he, he demanded everybody bow down to him. This is what made him so angry. And Mordecai refused. Yeah. I'm not going to bow down to you. I'm looking at that right here from Esther, chapter 3, verse 5. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. Mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to read that because it ends with wrath. Yeah. But good for him. Good for Mordecai. And he wanted to lay hands. <laughs> hey, don't lay hands on me, right? No. So 
Mordecai <coughs> is somebody that I think it doesn't he doesn't get talked about a lot in the Bible, but he's definitely somebody that you should look up to and want to be like. Because he always stayed true and he always stayed honest, right? He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't care that the Persians were occupying the Babylonians, if you will, were occupying the land that God said would be theirs, right? Mm-hmm. He stayed true to what God wanted for him. He took in, I believe, Esther was his brother's kid. I, I think so. Something <clears throat> related in some manner like mm-hmm. that. <coughs> Excuse me. So Mordecai, he wasn't anybody, like he wasn't a wealthy man. He wasn't, you know, he was just a, a good man. Yeah, he was just a dude. That loved God and wasn't going to let anybody sway him in the other direction. Mm-hmm. So when the king picked Esther... You know, that was kind of cool for Mordecai, I think, but... He probably thought, hey, man, I got it made. Yeah. My niece, adopted daughter, is now going to be the queen. Mm-hmm. Haman had other ideas, though. Yeah, I don't remember. It's been a while since I read this, how it all came about, but... Oh, Haman kind of tricked the king into making a decree yeah. to kill all the Jews. So, to interject there, too, as well, Mordecai knew and heard what was being said about the king in the gate. And he didn't tell the king directly, but he told the king's people so that the, he would say, hey, I just want you guys to know this is going on here. Mm-hmm. It never got all the way to the king. Kind of feel like uh, maybe Mike Lindell when he tried to talk to Stop. President Trump. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Mike Lindell said he couldn't get in to talk to right. the 45th president. But no, that's what that when I was reading, that's what I got is that mm-hmm. Mordecai did the right thing. He did yeah. the honest thing and it didn't get all the way to the top. And Haman cut it off in the middle. And that's what Becky was talking about. What did Haman do? Well, Haman told the king that, well, it did get to the king because he eventually, yeah, made Mordecai. Mm-hmm. But in between there, is that when he made the decree? Yeah, that Haman so got the the king to make a decree to kill all Jews because of their unclean and their dirty and whatever else he used to throw. I could imagine what he was saying, you know, right. because then, he was so mad because this filthy Jew would not bow down to him and give him the reverence that he didn't deserve to begin with. Mm-hmm. And so, when. Uh, Esther's maids heard about this Mm -hmm. decree, and, well, of course, Esther was Jewish, and she was like, whoa, those are my people. Yeah. We can't allow this to happen. So, and Mordecai, this had to have been a hard thing to do. She talked to him, you know, and and they were upset, obviously, because they were all going to be killed, and he encouraged Esther, what you need to do is go talk to the king, Mm -hmm. because... At what point, some point, Mordecai... Well, Esther, Esther says, do this, guys. Uh, and as Baptists, it's hard for us to think about. They go and they fast and they pray and they, they give their lives to God. And she's, she'll go and do it. And she'll she'll stick up for them because she knows God will take care of them. And that's where my favorite line that... And I, I've told other people this, where Esther, I feel, is you know a straight gangster because of what she tells her uncle Mordecai, right? Because... Mm-hmm. He says, you're going to be killed for going and sticking up for me. Yeah. And what does she say? If you go to Esther 4 in verse uh, 16, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. And that's what I'm talking about as Baptists. I don't know if we could do that. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish... I perish. She wasn't talking about starving to death right there. She was going to go outside of the normal law of the land and tell the king, 
this can't happen. Right, because you nobody was allowed to just approach the king or come without being called. Mm-hmm. And she knew she couldn't wait for him to call her because she could. They had an order of things, and she could see that. <coughs> excuse me. In the next thirty days, there was no plans for her to be called to see the king. So she had to take it upon herself, put her life on the line to approach the king, and she was putting faith in God that the king would realize that he Show mercy. her, yeah, and not kill her. Yeah, I think, you know, Esther put her faith in God, and I believe Esther probably knew that the king really had favor for her, mm-hmm. and it was the other, the inner workings of, of her plan, too, that we start to see unfold. But what I want to go back to is the, if I perish, I perish. I think too many, and when God isn't asking us to die for him anymore, when I, when I, every time I read a story, I try to look at how can I use this in my life? And I joked about not being able to fast for that many days or whatever. I'd like to think that I could if I gave it all to God and I were to pray for that many days. And so what she's saying is I'm going to be persecuted. And if that's God's will, that's God's will. How many times do we get caught up in our day-to-day runabout lives where we don't even really try to catch what God's got laid out for us. Mm-hmm. He's Like I said, he's not asking us to die for him. He's asking us to live for him yep. and through him. Let Christ live through you. And, you know, they didn't have Christ back then. That's why we're way, way luckier than they are. But I, I would challenge everybody this week as you go about it, start to live for God a little bit. Feel a little persecution, a little pushback. Yeah, every time you, you get nervous about handing someone a track or talking to someone about Jesus. Inviting someone to church. Yeah. Just think Esther was willing to die mm-hmm. to save people. And you're doing the same thing. You're saving, well, not you're saving, but you're offering them the path to eternal salvation by showing them Jesus. And and we're scared of rejection, mm-hmm. not death. Not death. I had a great conversation with our good friend David this last week. And we, we talked about, you know, we have to love sinners. Well, because we're all sinners. Exactly. But, and it's thrown in our face every day. And he said, you know, that's really scary for me. I'm going to have to witness to you know, homosexuals, to, to the gay population. And I said, yeah, it is. But you do it through love. And he agreed. He said, you know, because I love everybody. Mm-hmm. I just want them to know the love of God. And, and you know, we've talked about how you do that is, yeah, like Becky just said, we're all filthy sinners. No, not one of us is good. <coughs> and so there's going to be situations where God's going to push you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that if you witness to someone that is gay and living that lifestyle, that their life will change, that they'll find Christ right there. But maybe somebody hears you or hears that story and they're motivated to. And then somebody else is. Life's changed. Sin is pushed out. You'll continue to sin even after you change that sin. You'll figure out another way to sin against God. That's just how we work. That's the free will. And I guess we're we're way off track here on Astro. But as as I read the book, I had so many different thoughts and you know different things. I really, if you if you get into the next few chapters, we don't have to read every verse by verse. But Esther really lays out a plan to save not only her uncle, who adopted her. 
But the whole nation of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. And because she knows Haman's rat, she did rough. it in a fantastic way too. Yeah. He had these uh, stocks built for not stocks, but gallows, gallows built to hang the Jews and to hang Mordecai in in his own backyard. Yep, and Esther turned it around and ended up. Haman was the one that got hanged because, well, his. Uh, Dirty laundry was aired out in front of the king, and the king was furious. Well, the king wanted to know how come he was not told about Mordecai mm-hmm. and that he Haman tried to say, I need to kill all these people because. Right. Even though this was Mordecai was the dude that stuck up, stood up for the king and said, you know, hey, these people plot mm-hmm. whatever they're whatever they're doing. It's not King James, but. <laughs> but, you know, so Esther says, let's have a banquet. And she probably got him a little liquored up, got him a little loosened up. Whatever they did back then, I think those were the act. That's not King James again, but those were what happened, right? Yep. Yeah, and Haman was all proud. Oh, I've been invited to the Queen's banquet. Yeah. And, I mean, this guy had some serious pride issues. Well, he should have done a little intel, right? He should have done a little, who is Esther? Who is the new queen? We can go back again to people you need to research who you're voting for. In this case, good for him that he didn't do any research because... Who knows what would have happened? I'm sure he would have tried to. I mean, God, God was in charge always, so it she would have been the victor in the end anyways, but, I mean, he probably would have made it a lot worse for himself if he had done some digging. Yeah. Here, here's a little, like, foreshadowing or foretelling. If old Haman had been around after Solomon, maybe he could have read these Proverbs. <laughs> so, as you know, as we're talking about this, it's like, man, if you would have just read Proverbs, dude, you would have been all right. Yeah, you, you stupid idiot. You could have figured out how to deal with your differences amongst this. But we pride was large mm-hmm. part of the downfall of Haman. And I know that this is how God had it all planned out to be. They were his chosen people, mm-hmm. the Jewish people. Yep. And they were, because they had strayed away from him, they were now under Babylonian rule. And at the same time, God would always make a way for them. Yep. God always. always makes a way for all of us. He does, and that's part of our RU program, mm-hmm. one of the verses that we are to memorize, and not just memorize, but understand, is that they're always God will always give you a way out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you might be tested, but there will be a way out, even if it's not the wide road. Oh, that reminds me. I was thinking, we need to get some shirts made. Mm-hmm. And Folks, if you're listening and you like my idea, let me know. I want shirts that say Narrow Path Gang. There you go. I, I can't take credit for that. I heard it I either on one of our... I believe Bryson Gray Bryson always Gray, talks about yeah. the Narrow Path Gang. Yeah. So we should get some shirts. Hey. I want to be a part of the Narrow Path Gang. That's what we hope to do on this show is to embolden Christians. Yes. If you're out there listening and you you're, feel like you've got great ideas and that God is really just rumbling inside of you, mm-hmm. it's time to stand up and stand out. And be brave, like it, Esther and Mordecai. Yeah. It, this story is the perfect example of how people need to act as Christians and not be afraid. Esther, the original gangster, I'm going to call her, she's the OG. She said, if I perish, I perish. But I'm doing this for you because God has showed me this is the way. Mm-hmm. Today, you look around and Christians are trying to they're trying to shove our heads in the sand. And a lot of us 
are okay. We're just putting our heads in the sand. Or there's so much compromise so that we don't have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And that makes me uncomfortable when when there's compromise and people are just floating by on their couches. That yeah. makes me uncomfortable. Don't get me wrong. I like laying on my couch. It's a good rest spot. <laughs> but get uncomfortable. You know, I'll say this for Becky. As we look around and we see Christians holding a Starbucks cup. That's a naked sea witch <laughs> on your cup. Yep. By a company that hates you. And I'm not saying that every company you have to dig down if you want. Dig down. Find out what their morals and their values are. Mm-hmm. But once you know what they are, you can't t- to continue. You shouldn't. You are no longer ignorant. Yeah. God doesn't want that. Do you think God cares about Starbucks? I've really had to drill this into our boy's head. His God is no preferer of man. I made him look it up, and he found it. He's no preferer of stocks either. Right. That's all Starbucks is. Money. It's owned by Vanguard and BlackRock is the largest shareholders of it. You've heard us say that before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll just make it a weekly thing to bag on Starbucks. Besides being horrible coffee, <laughs> their anti-Christian rhetoric and that's the compromise Becky's talking about. Yes, that is exactly the com- not just in particular, but that's the kind of compromise that drives me up the wall. Mm-hmm. If you look around today, and I'm gonna, I'm not gonna start reading you the news and doing a current event, but Gavin Newsom basically said he's the country's governor. <laughs> he basically already wrote, you know, he's gonna run for president. Mm-hmm. Aunt Nancy is gonna pave the way. Whatever she's got to do. Aunt Nancy. No. Not my Aunt Nancy either. Oh. Does everybody have an Aunt Nancy? Maybe. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi, Gavin's aunt. That's right, folks. Yeah. That's his aunt. The most racist lady in America. Oh, what did she just say? She said, oh. why are we sending all these migrants north <laughs> when there's so many farms. farms and stuff to pick in Florida? She said that. She said that. These are the demons that we are against today. I have, and I'll go on record because it's not a surprise, I have punched people in the face in my younger days. I am not proud of this for using racial slurs. I've always had a heart for everyone to be one. Nancy Pelosi is the most racist woman I have ever heard. Mm -hmm. I'm from California. I grew up in a Hispanic community. I love those people. I, I love the diversity of America. It would be so boring if we all looked like a Hallmark commercial, a Hallmark TV show. Mm-hmm. I asked Becky. We saw a Hallmark commercial the other day. What the heck? <laughs> that they're all they're so white. They're translucent. Mm-hmm. She let me know that they but now. Then I said, "Don't worry. They have mahogany, so that makes them good." Division. If you don't know what mahogany is, oh please look it up. It is the most blatant segregation you will find. And if you're still watching Hallmark movies after they buckled mm-hmm. a couple years ago and threw in the homosexual agenda into their movies. Candace Cameron Bure. She finally left. She left. That's Kirk Kirk Cameron's little sister. (coughs) Fuller House. She left Hallmark. She's got enough money. She doesn't need money. But she knew that it was conflicting with her Christian morals. And who says they're going to stop there? They held strong for so long. And that's why I didn't have a problem leaving Hallmark. And... You know, Besides their horrible shows, I'm just gonna throw that. I in. just like looking at all their Christmas decorations in their Christmas movies <laughs> in June. And I would, you know, you could, I could watch a, a Lifetime movie and not feel convicted because they've always been Sucked. that. Yeah, but Hallmark, you did me dirty. Mm-hmm. You you compromised. These are what we're up against. Back to Gavin Newsom, he signed his bill that said that you, 
they'll go after other states that don't allow children to get gender mutilated because they feel like a different gender that day, and that California is a sanctuary state. Sorry, sir. You're the governor of California. Yeah. I, I would like to see our lispy governor stand up, stand strong yeah, against I would him. take that as a challenge as, another, as a governor of another state. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? Here's the you fact. Don't cross though. state lines, sir. Yeah. It's the wild, wild west or out madam, here. Madam, whatever you feel like. Yeah. I bet you old Jay Inslee, he'll one up it. He'll send, I'll send my or, attorney general after you. Or he'll be like, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Sorry, that's not, that's not. Just nice give me a spot on your cabinet. Yeah. We shouldn't be that way. I don't make fun of lists. My son has a lisp. Yep. The West Coast governors, they're all just vying for where they can work in the White House. Mm-hmm. They want the bigger paycheck, the more power. It's time for us to make a full full 180 back to God. It's time for us to be Esther's and Mordecai's. Exactly. To stand up for what's right, to say what's wrong. But the difference we have between Esther and Mordecai, because if you read the rest of the book of Esther, I even told Becky, man, that really got out of hand quickly. <laughs> they slaughtered everybody in Haman's family, and then they went out, and anybody that was well, that's, pers- that's persecuting the it. Jewish people, they also got killed. The king said, Jews prepare for battle. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just how it was. In I'm, just I'm a nonviolent kind of guy. Right. So thankfully, nowadays, we don't have to live like that. Mm-hmm. We have Jesus. And that's our goal is to spread the gospel of Jesus, which is love and peace. Yeah. The, the, that's what I was saying. The difference is now our salvation is sealed. No, it was me. I said it. You didn't say our salvation was sealed. <laughs> just we have Jesus. Becky did say that. But what we need to do is share the truth and the light with love. You are going to get those people that want to yell and scream and spit in your face and that they want to kill babies in the womb. They want to mutilate young children into the other sex. This is this is Old Testament stuff we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. This is as in the days of Noah. Where have I heard that? Before? Yeah, this is child sacrifice, child mutilation. Mm-hmm. We're just doing it under the name and the guise of science. And self-acceptance, which, by the way. That is quite the opposite of self-acceptance. Yes, yeah, just accept who you are. Man, I wish I had a full head of hair. I wish I had a big old afro. I wish I was six feet tall. I'm glad you're not. You'd be taller than me. Yeah, but still. Exactly. Christians, stand up. Be counted. Know that the persecution is coming to be okay because you are on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. Nowhere in history has the tyranny ever come out ahead. And if you're on the wrong side, I ask you to repent. Come to the side of light and truth. Because when we are counted afterwards, you think you're going to be written in a history book as being on the right side? No. People that followed Hitler thought they were going to be all good. Yeah. So that If you haven't read the book of Esther, I strongly encourage it's a very interesting read. Yes. Becky, once again, thank you for all your insight. Once again, we also, if you'd like to help keep us on the air on ACN... Monday through Fridays, you can give us a call, 509-818-7818. For Becky and for Matt, remember, be sober, be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me. God made me anew. And I'm so grateful. I'm lucky I'm even in the room. I know they want to kill kids in the womb. Try to get to heaven. Here's the interview. Praying soon enough, he will.